From the nchc.tv studios, this is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, your hockey superstore with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. Indiana Tech University. For tickets and schedule information for the two-time ACHA National Champions, go to indianatechwarriors.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We are the best to barbecue Las Vegas style. University of Georgia Hockey. Power school athletic traditions, college town atmosphere, and the building of a program like no other at ugahockey.com. College Hockey, Inc. Growing the game at the college level and beyond. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. Maryville University, the big city style of St. Louis and a small school education. For more information, visit us at maryvillesaints.com or at maryville.edu. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find the location near you. University of Mary Hockey. Top flight hockey, intense rivalries, and championship aspirations. Schedule and ticket information at goyoumarry.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app. The only app that lets you earn Caesars rewards, but please play responsibly. By FedEx, the official shipping company of Ice Time Hockey West. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, to another episode, if you will, of the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Carlsbad, California, as we await rain. Yeah, it does rain in Southern California. I'm told we're going to find out tomorrow on Friday. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, is in Las Vegas, Nevada, but he's on assignment tonight. He's actually covering the uh, AHL game between the Henderson Silver Knights and the Coachella Valley Firebirds. So I will be running solo tonight, kind of, because I've got a great guest coming on to join us, and he will definitely take up the uh, the space that is uh, left with Stephen Marsh not being with us uh, tonight. So um, John Hogan the uh, director of hockey and the head coach from Maryville University, the M1 program. I have to differentiate because at Maryville University, they have five ACHA programs, and they've only been around, I don't know, half a dozen, a little more than half a dozen years. And uh, what a job they've done. The uh, the University of, uh, I'm sorry, Maryville University um, has now reached their highest point ever in the rankings of the M1 stage where the uh the latest poll that came out the final one year uh, as the maryville saints at number six so we'll ask coach about that um i've been told he's a genius but i'll, I'll tell you uh, we'll, we'll get into that later um as to why people are talking that way including myself uh so we got that going on uh, we're also talking other things in the acha there's a couple of big games coming up this weekend uh two weekends from now um, the only two games between now and um, the new year 
uh, in the uh, ACHA M1 ranks will be the Minot State Beavers traveling to play NCAA teams in Colorado. Colorado College on Friday night, the 29th, and then Saturday they will play uh, the University of Denver. So you want to know what a challenge is? That, my friends, is a challenge for the Minot State Beavers. So um, people on both sides of the uh, the fence, if you will, in ACHA and NCAA will be watching very, very closely to uh, to see how uh, the Beavers perform against two of the uh, really good NCHC teams uh, and really two of the best teams in all of NCAA hockey. So it's going to be a challenge uh, and it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a real enjoyable time. So anyway, that's what we have planned for you tonight. Um, I don't know if we've got coach on with me now, but if we do, I'm going to bring him on a little early because, you know, I'm running solo tonight with Steven doing his other work. So let's see if we can get the head coach and director of hockey from uh, Maryville University, John Hogan, to uh, to jump on and join us. John, if you're out there and you're ready, I'd love to have you come on a little early. Steven's doing some work tonight uh, for us on the AHL side of things. So I am running solo and would love to talk some Maryville hockey. So if you want to hit one of the great call-in circles, uh, we'll, we'll bring you on. He'll be on in just a couple of minutes, he tells me. So in the meantime, I'm going to tell you um, just how exciting things are in uh, ACHA hockey. Okay, not only have they been adding teams, but they've been bumping up teams. I know of at least five that have moved up from the uh, the lower ranks, the, the M2s, the M3s, to, uh, to play M1 hockey next year. And um, that's good news, folks, because that means there's so many teams playing that they needed to, uh, to, to, to fight for the championship, the big one, if you will, which will be handed out in St. Louis, Missouri, um, not far from Maryville University. That will happen in March. And um, in, the, in the meantime, uh, we need to continue to grow these these games and teams and leagues because that's how we grow the game. And uh, I believe USA Hockey said that uh, the United States of America now has the most hockey players of any country in the world, which is saying something. So speaking of guys that are worldly, let's bring on the director of hockey and head coach from uh, Maryville University, John Hogan. John, how are you? Can you hear me okay? We can hear you loud and clear. It's just me tonight. Steven's, Steven's working the AHL game in Henderson, so you're stuck with me tonight. Duty calls, duty calls. It's great to hear you hear you and talk to you tonight. Okay. I I was watching the rankings as I always do, and I said, I was talking to some people, and they said, Geez, you know, John Hogan's a genius. And I said, really? And they go, yeah. I said, I kind of feel that same way, but I, I'm not as as bold as to jump out and say it, but um, you're number six in the country right now. The highest the Maryville Saints have been in the M1 ranks, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, first off, who were you talking to? It must have been the wall. <laughs> if you're saying who, that, that John Hogan must be a genius. I don't know who the heck you're talking to. Well, um, yes, yes, it is. It, it, it's a, uh, as I t- told our guys, it might be a little misleading. Uh, but yes, uh, we are. Uh, we are six in the country as we go into break. Okay, so you and I talked earlier when you started this program, what, half a dozen, seven years ago, whatever it was, uh, not even that long maybe, was it? Five years, six years? Uh, Where six, are we at? Yeah, six, six years, fifth as a, as a D1 team. Okay, uh, but you told me you were going to be in the conference, and then I believe, and tell me if I've got this story right, you, you opted out of the conference so you would have the opportunity to play as an independent 
and build a tougher schedule. Is that fair? That is fair. So we 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 were lucky enough to join um, and kind of um, fast track our our growth, and we joined the the new the new MCH, and then the uh, with some movement, the central states uh, they offered us to to hop in there. But then, I mean, as soon as we joined that conference, it must have been something. Maybe we smelled. I, I I don't know what was wrong with Maryville, but the whole thing dissolved within weeks. Not even not even months. It was in weeks. Um, at that point, Roosevelt jumped ship. Iowa State had their issues. Lindenwood goes D one. Um, you know, Illinois didn't have a coach at that time, so I remember myself and Leo from Ohio were like, "What?" And I I guess we're independent. Like. <laughs> um, <laughs> And and I think at the you know uh, in the big scheme of things it's worked out um, for for both myself and Leo um, we're, we're teams that we want to have uh, we want to be top ten teams we want to be as good as we can and that was ultimately why we tried to move to the Central States Conference to to have a tougher schedule um, to be regionally located near near us um, and you know we we kind of uh, walked ourselves into uh, the independent realm um not all by our uh not all by our own doing but i, I think it's worked out for us and uh, i think you can see uh, uh you know it, it was a is it was a interesting semester to say the least um but i think you can see how our game um evolved this semester that we we got better as it went on and i think you can look at our strength of schedule uh as being a pretty big component of that Okay, fair enough. Here's where the genius part comes in because a lot oh, of people think okay. a lot of people think that you made the move to independent because and I'm glad you clarified for us because they said I think John made the move to independence because he knew that uh, he needed a tougher schedule and wanted the opportunity to play tougher teams and that would move them up if they were successful or you know even in in Liberty's case they've lost a few games but but they still hang in that top 10 or more in the in the rankings, and we all know how important the top four spots are in the ACHA National Tournament. Did that have anything to do with it, or are these people just off their rocker? Well, the people are off their rocker if they think I'm a genius. <laughs> so uh, the folks that think that who you play matters, those those, those folks are, are smart. Um, and I will clarify your comment. Um, it's not just the top four that are important now. Now it's the top eight that are important because nine through 24 kind of do the playing game. So now it's your top eight. Um, To your point, the top four still have a huge advantage and those teams deserve it if they have good uh, years, but now it's uh, it it gets real bubbly at uh, that eight, nine spot. um, Because, you know, if you're top eight, you don't have to have a quote unquote playing game. Um, the strength of schedule is always is a, is a tough thing. You, um, I, I'm just on the side of you know you pl- you play the teams that that are going to make you better. Um, now it comes with some baggage. You're going to have more injuries. You're going to have it's going to feel like more lows. You know of of wow we've lost three or four straight, which we did this this semester. We lost three um, to to some pretty good hockey teams. You lost three in a row. I should I should clarify. Um, and those aren't those aren't fun for anyone. I don't care what level you're at, um, and it makes you look at yourself and you know what's wrong with us or are you as good. 
you know, if you're, if you're playing maybe some not so good teams, you might not have those moments, you know, uh, it might be, uh, you know, rainbows and unicorns the whole year, but then you get to the national tournament, you're not battle tested and you haven't gone through that adversity to make yourself a better hockey team. So I, that's, um, that's why we've, we've done those things, um, you know, and it can be a little bit more of a roller coaster ride. At least that's what it feels like as you're going through it. But, uh, I, I think it, those, those moments, that moment, that, that three game losing streak, I, I um, and you know, we're going to have a really tough second semester. I think the, uh, you know, lowest, highest ranked team, whatever you want to call it, uh, is the 20th ranked Missouri state ice bears, you know, the second semester, everyone else is, you know, 14, 15, 16, number one, Minot, you know, number eight or seven, whatever they are, Ohio. So um, every weekend is going to be uh, a flip of a quarter, but that's the way we want it because that's that's how March should feel as well. Okay, so if I am correct at looking at your schedule, you're coming off of uh, winning six out of the last seven. So that tells me that um, your your team is has uh, been playing pretty good. And you always know the semester break is coming up, but um, is there such a thing as a bad time for a break? Or uh, you mentioned a little bit about health-wise, but or is it a good time to have a break anytime you can get a break? Yeah, you you try to time them in the first semester. Um, You know, you play, let's play three weekends around, then you take a a weekend off. And um, I think those you try to navigate that the best you can, making a schedule, but um, I always know Thanksgiving comes at a good time, um, you know, and, and I, and it's not just injuries. I think people forget and I, I, I you know, shame on us. Um, you know, there is this thing where, you know, you got flu and now we call it flu and COVID and, you know, the cold season, like um, once the temperature drops and everyone's inside again, like I remember we're getting to Thanksgiving and it wasn't even in, at Thanksgiving break. It wasn't even injuries. It was just, we're all sick. Um, and we just all wanted like, go, let's everyone go home, you know, lick our wounds, drink a ton of orange juice and lock yourselves in the basement. We'll see you in a week. You know, that's what Thanksgiving felt like. Um, but then after Thanksgiving for us, we, um, and a little before Thanksgiving, I, I don't want to, uh, misquote myself, but we had a lot of injuries. Um, you know, we were up in Niagara and I know coach Meridian was even commenting when we were up there of like. Uh, I think we played with like three and a half defensemen up at Niagara the second game. Oh my goodness! Um, you know we had got we dressed like fourteen or fifteen forwards. We threw a couple guys on the back end. You know, basically looked at the roster and said, "Who the heck can skate backwards decently enough?" Um, <laughs> and then we had to we had a, a similar thing uh, after Christmas where we're, we had four games, or not after Christmas, before Christmas, after Thanksgiving, where we had four games and we're just like, guys, look, we got to find a way. There, there, there's, there's no, I, I tell our groups all the time that there's no sense of feeling sorry for ourselves because I can promise you Missouri State and Indiana Tech aren't going to feel sorry for us. They're just going to lick their chops and say, let's get after them. We, if they smell blood, they're going to get after it. So um, we, we, I think we had three and a half defensemen uh, at, at, at Niagara and we had four-ish, four and a half, you know, against uh, Missouri State and, and, and Indiana Tech. Um, and I was proud of how we kind of, uh, locked it down. And I, and sometimes when you have some of those challenges, um, you know, guys step up and I, and I thought our forwards for the most part, uh, did a much better job of getting back and helping out our D and 
I think if you look at some of our last couple games, uh, besides, I think if you look at the last four games, three of them, we only let, let in one goal. So there was certainly an emphasis of, of helping our D out because there weren't that many back there. So um, yeah. those, those breaks always, we, we got, we got through Indiana tech and I, I get enjoy the three or four weeks off. If you guys don't want to skate for a week or two, that's fine by me. You know, let's uh, if guys that are going back North, if you want to go jump in a, and a lake for three or four weeks and ice yourselves, do, do whatever you need to do. Um, because uh, we were pretty banged up. I want um, video of that if that's happening. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> some polar plunges, uh, you know, and, and make sure that we come back and uh, we're ready to go in January because we, we always said it's a, it's a marathon of a, of a year, but the second semester is a sprint. Um, it turns into a sprint. So we got to make sure we're ready to go and, and I, uh, to, to the – to the point that you made, it's a, um, it, it needs to be, uh, um, I will not the break always comes at a good time and, and we needed it. We, we certainly needed it this, this go around. Okay. So I'm looking at the record for the last four games. You played two at Springfield, uh, in Springfield, I should say, and, and you sweep. Yeah. Then you come home and you play Indiana Tech, who I've seen both of these teams play and, um, they're both pretty good and you sweep them at the uh, at the hockey center, the Maryville University Ice Hockey Center. So you're getting it done, um, at least this this last stretch you're talking about, on the road and at home. What does that say about the Maryville Saints M1 hockey program when you can win on the road and at home? Um, well, the when we go down to Missouri State, um, those are all – all always emotional games. I, I, I remember playing in that in that barn as a player at Arizona, coaching there at Arizona. Now coaching at Maryville for six years, and we and we go down there, you know. So I've been I've been playing in that building for ten plus years now, straight, and it is as emotional and um, ebbs and flows, momentum shifting building down there at, at Missouri State as as you've ever as you ever feel in, in the ACHA. And I, and I, and I've, we've played at Ohio, we've played at Liberty. There's something about that place, you know, the Jordan Valley ice complex where, um, you know, when, when you have the momentum, like, I mean, you ride that and, and you can feel that the other team is, um, is kind of caught, but man, when, when, when they get a little life, watch out. Um, so it's, it's always, I, I don't, they could be ranked seventieth, and we could be ranked first, or the or vice versa. And those games are always going to be close, in my opinion, just because we're only three and a half hours away. We always, our kids always know people on the other team. You know, this go around, we had our, we had a transfer from their team last year. You know, that transferred our way, and Josh Olson. So there's a little emotion, um, you know, uh, from that in the game. So, um, you know, the first game, we we were, I thought we were the better team five on five, but. Uh, we let up. Uh, we take some bad penalties. They get three power play goals, and it's it's four four with you know ten minutes left in the hockey game. And our our Ed Coffee had to come up with some really big saves to keep it at four four. We're lucky enough to get a goal a minute and a half left, and we we get an empty netter and make it six four. So it doesn't feel that close a little bit, but um, that could have gone the other way. And I think the second game uh, or the second the second game down there it was a not as momentum shifting. Um, you know, we went three, one, um, or, uh, I think it was three, one, 
Um, you know, and then we come back and we play Indiana Tech. And the just as the emotion of playing away at Missouri State, I thought our guys did a good job handling it for the most part. We then have to shift back home with, with exams going on. And we have to play the team that knocked us out of the national tournament last year. Um, and, I, and I thought for the most part with us not feeling 100% with some sicknesses going around, with us only having four defensemen, I, I thought that we we rose where we are best. No, but we, we found a way. Um, and um, very, uh, we're, I, I wouldn't say we we're lucky enough. Um, we uh, Whoever made the schedule, I didn't even do it on purpose, uh, but there were some extra carrots um, and, and, and some cookies to kind of play for. Um, you know, when I, when I think we, when, when honestly, I think we kind of needed it to kind of, uh, to a little extra motivation, a little experience and a little extra inspiration to, uh, kind of get us across that finish line of a first semester. Okay. So the first semester is now behind you. And here's the second part of why people are calling you a genius. Oh. Whoever made the schedule on the second half was a true genius. Not only do you have some very, very good hockey teams, but you're going to play at home all except one weekend. Goodness gracious. Is there, uh, is there any other way to, uh, to do this where if you're going to get these competitive teams like you're getting, you get them in your own barn? I mean, I've been there. I've seen those thousand fans screaming. <laughs> um, I try. And, you know, next, next year it's not where we do not have, you know, this setup. Um, we, you know, uh, what, what, what goes around comes around, whatever saying that is, um, we, we kind of lucked out, uh, and with the Midwest weather, I would like to play at home, um, as much as we can the second semester, just cause there's seems to be a lot of snow in January and February around St. Louis. So you, you try to, um, you know, limit that as much as we can, um, and then, you know, ultimately it's nice to play at home as, as much as you can. So, um, we were lucky enough this, this year to, uh, to have, I think we play, let's, I think we have 13 games, you know, the second half, I think 11 of them are at home. I think, the yeah, half. 11 out of 13 at home. That's pretty yeah. darn good. Yeah. It, 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 uh, we, we lucked out now. I think if you look at our schedule next year, I think if we play 12, you know, the second semester, I think it's pretty even at six and six. So the scheduler wasn't as, as, as genius as, as he was this, this go around. <laughs> um, but we, we just want to continue to uh, play as good of hockey teams as we can. Um, the programs that are out there that have had some success. Um, and I think if you look at our schedule, um, you see some really good hockey teams in Illinois state, Grand Valley, Arizona, Ohio, and Minot and Missouri state. So um one of the benefits of us being uh, right smack in the middle of the country uh, in St. Louis, where you, you feel like you can touch a, a lot of different programs, um, you know, even if they're all the way out in Arizona. Yeah, for sure. And the nationals being moved up a little bit, but being in your community, basically um, you're, you're not far from Centene and you'll, you will have a few games at Maryville too, right? Yeah. So with us making uh, with D one moving the the tournament or changing the tournament from twenty teams to twenty four teams starting this year, um, there wasn't enough um, notice for for Centene to add at basically an extra sheet of ice for a whole day. So that first day on the, on that Thursday that starts the D one national tournament, four of the games will be at Maryville, four of the games will be at Centene, and then that will get you to your sixteen teams. Um, and those games will then start it on Friday. Um, and then we'll work our way down the bracket at 17. 
And then women's two will have uh, all their games basically to the semi until the semifinals all at the, the Maryville Hockey Center. So uh, and we'll have lots of practices, lots of overflow. That's kind of how I refer to it as some of the overflow will be at, at our rink, which is which is great. We're, we're proud of our rink. Um, hopefully the ACHA enjoys us being a being a, um, a program that has five teams in the ACHA. So it's it's nice that we can kind of give back to the ACHA um, for all that they have done to, to help us grow hockey in Maryville. And um, hopefully it's a, it's pretty mutually advantageous and, and mutually beneficial for, for both the ACHA and, and Maryville. And we're, we're happy to do it. And as our, as the, I think starting next year, most of the stuff will be at Centene, but um, you know, we're, we're happy to have any overflow, happy to help in, in any way to, to help support the, this, this national tournament and in the city that we love and the city that we call home. Okay. You led me right into it. Um, the state of the ACHA, I started the show by talking about some teams that were um, making the jump up. Um, teams have talked about starting new programs and playing in the ACHA. Um, did you think John back in the COVID days, as we call them, um, that this kind of thing was going to happen. I mean, finally now we have San Diego State making the jump to a conference in uh, out west. We have uh, NAU making the jump from M2 to M1. I know when you were at Arizona, you, you played uh, NAU, and everybody always said, why are you guys not uh, M1 when you've got all these teams close to you? Um, so any shock, any surprise, or do you think it's just about time? Um. Wow, you're asking that question a very delicate time. Um, <laughs> so I, I would, I have two, probably two comments to that. One, um, specifically out west, um, with their with their travel restrictions and travel ish, not issues, just challenges. Um, you know, it's great that those teams have more teams to play. Um, and if you're in Arizona, where you don't feel like you're as much on an island. Now that that island <clears throat> is going to need to somehow connect, you know, to the Midwest, and that's that's going to be more difficult, really. Um, you know, you, if you're out in Arizona and Southern California, how do you connect? You know, you connect through the Utahs and Colorados, and um, you know, Colorado, those Colorados are having some better years, and and Utah has kind of cemented themselves the last couple of years as a top twenty-five team. Um, now, how do you connect? You know, then you go to the Oklahomas and. Um, that's all really good things. And then you look at, you know, you go a little more up, up North and you have the, you got three great hockey programs now in, in North Dakota. Um, so then from a logistic geographic standpoint out West, it's, it's, you know, an NAU San Diego state and, you know, Oregon is kind of on their Island. They'll, they'll need to figure some things out there. Um, but that, that's really good for them. And, you know, um, having, you marry Jamestown and my not now, um, you know, that North Dakota is, is great for, from a competitive standpoint. Now I would um, make, make a point and it's, it's very hypocritical for me to say it very ironic <laughs> that I say it, but I will, I will make the comment. Um, you know, Maryville, we were lucky enough where, you know, were we ready to make the jump to, to men's one? No, we weren't. Um, we, we totally lucked out with uh, the MCH kind of forming and them needing another team to, uh, to, to make the jump, uh, to make a conference at M1. We totally lucked out. If we, um, you know, in a normal year, we would have said, you know, take another year to play men's two. Um, 
So with that being said, I do think that we need uh, as a league um, to, to do a, I wouldn't say a better job. I think we just need to have probably more conversations of as we continue to try to expand, um, you know, how do we uh, expand and, and grow our brand and grow the game that we love also trying to keep the, the competitive spirit um, that we're trying to, to have at the ACHA D1 level. You know, I talk to a lot of teams, um, you know, that are probably in the, the upper percentile, half percentile, um, and we're recruiting, you know, against teams that are NCAA D3. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's the type of player that we're trying to attract to, to a school like Maryville. Um, so you want to continue to provide the opportunity to grow the game in the ACHA, um, but you also want to make sure that you're doing it in the right way. Um, so you're not, you know, quote unquote, watering things down because um, we have a lot to offer that, that some NCAA D3 schools can't. Um, so we want to do everything that we can um, to position ourselves to be a true, not alternative option, like a true um, peer to peer, like, hey, if you're, if you're looking at, you know, pick any NCAA D3 school, wow, I, I should honestly look at some of these ACHA D1 teams. And, and I think sometimes, um, you know, some of the things can get watered down a little bit. And I'm not, and again, I know it's very hypocritical for me to say that a little bit. And I'm the first to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, John, you should, you know, you lucked out um, and, and we did. But I think it's just something to, to keep in mind uh, as we continue to add teams and grow the game. Um, Let's, let's just be mindful of, uh, you know, to not add too many of them too quick because we don't want the, the brand to suffer, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say also that I think there's been <laughs> inadvertently peer pressure applied to a lot of teams because when I changed the name and the focus of this podcast to the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20, which now I'm going to have to change it to Top 24, 25, because <laughs> there's more teams now that can get in this national tournament. But I think, John, as I look around, a lot of teams are going like, hey, um, so-and-so is doing this. So-and-so has this kind of equipment. So-and-so has this kind of swag. So-and-so travels this way. So-and-so travels that way. So-and-so plays here, plays there. And I'm, I'm thinking... What I'm seeing, and you tell me if you think I'm right or wrong on this, but I think there's been some peer pressure for teams to elevate their games on and off the ice to compete, to be better. Correct. And I think that that peer pressure is, you know, is kind of when you look at some of the teams around, it's like, hey, like when we play you um, or we're all branding ourselves the same way, like we need to like we can do more, we can do better. And again, I'm not, we, we are all made different. We're all, all, every program I talk to, and it's really, you know, unique. Like when we go down to Missouri state, you know, when Indi when Frank came and I talked to Frank for a couple hours, you know, when Indiana tech came in, it's how's your program, you know, uh, constructed, like, what do you guys do? What, how do you guys have fees and revenue and budget and all that stuff? We're not all created equal, you know? Um, and we have to remember that. Um, but we do want to have kind of a set standard of like a floor of saying, Hey, if you're going to be a, an ACHA men's one team, yeah, we want to be at least at this level. And I think, I'll, I think a fair amount of, um, the teams are, are to your point, recognizing that, um, 
And I think some of us um, would also make the claim that if, if you're not meeting that standard, then one, you know, let's, let's go. Um, what, what, what resources can you guys, you know, find to, to make that? And if that, if we can't find it, if we can't make it happen, um, then maybe we need to look at some different options of, you know, making sure that the ACHA, ACHA D1 division is still in a really good spot. So I agree with you. I think there's a lot of teams that are, you know, looking at each other, you know, let's go, let's, we, we can be better. Let's, let's do this. And, or you're looking around saying, wow, you know, X team's doing this. We, we, how do, how do we get creative and, and provide that as well? Or, Hey, they're, they're traveling this way. Okay. They're going a day earlier. They, they're going to Chipotle instead of having pizza. Okay. How do we do those things? Um, you know, all, you know, high tides raise all ships. So, um, and I, I think as these high tides continue to, we need to make sure everyone is, is, is continuing the upward trend. And if, and if they're not, then uh, to the point that I've already made, then we need to maybe have some different conversations as much as those might be tough. You're probably, okay, you're let's probably get like, back to probably, uh, the Maryville. You're probably, clip, you're probably clipping <laughs> some of this so you can tweet it out later. <laughs> oh boy you think i'm that good <laughs> you are a genius anyway uh no 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 that that talk that talk was about you anyway um so let's get back to talking maryville saints hockey and when we do that um last night we had uh peter menino on the uh associate head coach at colorado college and they just came off of an ncaa sweep of the number one team in the country a couple of weeks ago at north dakota and I was asking him specifically about about him and Coach Mayotte and Legit and everybody over there, how they built their team. And he brought up something that I think a lot of coaches do, but I don't think I've ever heard him say it. And I said, how do you build the roster at Colorado College? And he said, well, he said, there's a lot of teams that, that find an identity. Either they're really fast or they're strong or they're really strong in goal. He said, ours is completely different than that. We want to build an identity to play anywhere against any style team. We don't want somebody to look at Colorado College and say, hey, um, they're coming in and we can shut them down if we do this. Uh, they want to go into opponents' rinks or have them come to their rink and say, like, we can play any game. We're a chameleon, basically. We can adapt and play any style. So I'm asking you, John Hogan, the Maryville Saints M1 program, is that kind of the philosophy that you're under as well? Because – I see a lot of similarities. Yeah, I would. I would love to. I would love to say I'm smart enough that with those coaches, which um, talk about a program on the rise, um, you know, beating North Dakota, sweeping, going into break, like that's, um, and now being a top twenty team at uh, the NCAA D one level. I don't think any that should surprise anyone with that coaching staff, and then also <laughs> with their setup, um, it's unbelievable. Um, I love to say that I, um, I heard it from the same person. Um, but that's, I would think, um, it would be like you hearing us talk in our locker room, um, of how we've tried to kind of build our style this year. Um, and it's been, a, <clears throat> excuse me, it's been a point of emphasis of what is our identity at, you know, when, when I, we refer to it as, um, if a blind person was hearing us play, what would it sound like? 
if a deaf person was watching us play, what would it look like? Um, and I think kind of making or posing that question to our guys are kind of like, oh, like that, oh, that's interesting. Um, you know, what, what, what does it look like to play Maryville? What does it feel like to play Maryville? Because that ultimately is your identity. Um, and I think we all want to play fast. We all want to play physical. We all, you know, want to do all these things. But um, we, we said that we wanted to be the hardest team to play against. Now, that, that can be done multiple different ways. Um, there's, there's a thousand ways to skin that cat. Um, but when we looked at it, and this, I probably came to this realization 18 months ago, um, if you're going to win four games in four days in March, you have to be able to play at times um, a little differently. Um, and, you know, you, you call it a chameleon. Like you have to be able to morph into, into to something um, and still be really comfortable and really confident in it. Um, and that's not saying that we're going to um, let the other team dictate our play. Like there's still things that we want to do and there's still things that we can accomplish but there's going to be spurts in a national to be, it's, it's not going to be Maryville hockey for a couple of minutes. Um, so you have to morph into something that can com combat that to give your team time to find their game and get to, to more of your style. So, you know, our style is, you know, we want to be, we want to go North. Our, our guys joke of, with me how how much i yell north i think it's going to be you know tattooed to everyone's arm by the end of the year um, we don't we don't you know hold on a minute make... hold on a minute is that you yelling north about the style of play or is that the recruiting process <laughs> yes yes i want both? that question yes both <laughs> both um you know and 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 we and we want to we we i stole this from topher scott who came and talked to us when he kind of talked about michigan of really committing to a four check um, and having that make sure that that's an identity of your, of your game. Um, so those are things that we've kind of gotten to of things that we want to highlight. And hopefully when we're playing our game, um, teams recognize that and say, yeah, when Maryville's, you know, their best, um, it's pretty difficult to play them. But um, to those Colorado guys, you, you have to be able uh, to adapt and to kind of play a little differently um, against a different opponent. Again, I'm sure they're thinking <clears throat> when they play ASU, when they play North Dakota, when they play Quinnipiac, those are all very different teams. Um, so we have to find a game that beats, you know, those different teams. And I, and I think um, it's a fine line to walk because you don't, um, I'm not the person that, you know, you put, you know, you walk in the, on a Tuesday and you put a binder down and you say, this is how Indiana Tech plays. So we need to beat them. That, so then you're all, all you're doing is focusing on Indiana Tech. So then you, then you forget to like, well, what are we supposed to be doing? Because you're too worried about, you know, playing the chess game of, of, of worried about what, the, what Indiana Tech's doing. So it's a, it's a fine line that you have to walk as a coach and as a program of um, more, being able to morph into some different things while also having that identity that you can always go back to of, again, what does it feel like? What does it look like um, to play Maryville? Um, and, and that's, you know, that's been something that we've focused on um, from the get-go um, to when our guys showed up in August. Um, and, I, and I think um, we, we were able to get to some of that uh, by the end of the first semester.
Okay, so I have two comments on that. First of all, um, I've been to Colorado College quite a bit. I've been to Maryville University quite a bit. They're very similar in size and um, and the way they take their program seriously. So, you know, if you guys ever decide that you want to become an NCAA program, you've got a mirrored image to, uh, to go against because Colorado College has laid out a roadmap for you how you can succeed with smaller enrollment. So that's my first comment. Secondly is... Um, when you're doing your recruiting, do you specifically look at players that can fill that role, that can be that chameleon? Uh, and I'll give you an example. I, I asked uh, Peter last night about um, the way they recruited. The first year of Chris Mayotte's era, they, they got good goaltending. The second year he went out and he said, we really have to have solid defensemen. Not that he didn't recruit other players, but the third year, he said, we got to go find goal scorers, guys that can score, guys that can play hard up the middle. If you look at their lineup, John, they are so big and strong and physical at the center position. And he said that that's part of what makes them able to adjust to any style of play because of the players they recruit. Now, is that what you would do? Or would you be looking at, hey, we the best players that we can find out there, we'll make them fit. I think I think you have to do it somewhere in the middle. Like you you, you find a good hockey player, you you find a way to 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 make them impactful in your in your roster and your depth. Um, but you know, in a perfect world, as you're as you are recruiting, um, you know, I, I I know Chad Berman kind of looks at it for uh, as a um, kind of like baseball. You you build your team up the middle. You know, catcher. You know, got good pitching. You had a good second and uh, shortstop, and you, you got a good center fielder. You know, it's it, it, there's a lot of similarities of, of hockey. Okay, you build up the middle, okay, and you build from the back end out. You got to have a good goalie. It doesn't matter how good the guys are in front of you. If you don't have a good goalie, you know, um, you're not going to be any good. And then you got to have good defensemen. And then, you know, you, you, you work up the middle of the ice. So, um, I would, I would agree with a lot of the things that Colorado's doing, if that's been a, um, strategic, um, uh, push for them to, to, to recruit that way. Um, we're, we're always, um, and my players probably, uh, if, if you ask some of my players, like, yeah, that John, he doesn't, he doesn't value goal scoring, you know, uh, he doesn't like points. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, you know, um, if, if you, if you, if you listen to me long enough in, in the locker room that you might think that, um, and, and that's not necessarily true, but I, I do, you do value, um, you know, defense wins championships. You got to keep the puck out of your net and you can do that multiple different ways. You know, some people say the best defense is a good offense. Um, but, um, we're a team that, and a coaching staff that believes, um, usually the best team that breaks out the puck is going to win the hockey game. Um, so that is a group effort. Um, and you got to have defensemen that can do that. And yeah, you know, we have, we have Ed coffee. That's played a lot. He, he's like having a quarterback back there. He can play the puck. So it's um, that's been something that we, you know, when you look at our identity, that's something that we try to really focus on um, almost maybe to a fault. Like our guys are, Oh my God, we're practicing breakouts again. Well, if you can break out the puck, you know, it, it builds into your transition and then your, your opponent can have sustained pressure. Um, so um, if you look at, if you ask any coach, okay, what, what does breaking out look like? What do you need? You need defensemen and you probably need some really good centers. Um, 
you know, and you need smart enough wingers to, to, to understand their pockets, to understand time and space. And, you know, when do you come down low? When do you spring? When do you stretch? All that kind of stuff. So, um, but, but if, if you're not looking for a, a, a right winger and, you know, and whoever it is or a left winger and Patrick Kane shows up at your front door, you're like, yeah, you can, we'll find a spot for you. Um, you know, so you have to make does he have any uh, eligibility left, or is he kind of yeah, burnt that? Yeah, oh, okay. I, I think his five-year time <laughs> clock has already has already go to the wayside. But again, I think yeah, yeah, you, you have a plan, you you execute it to the best of your abilities. But like any coach, uh, you have to know that hey, things are going to happen, and someone might walk you know walk through your front door, and yeah, you find a way. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you find a way to make sure that they can impact the game and, and help your hockey team. Well, speaking of walking through the front door, this guy just came out of his palatial estate on oh, Long Island, New York. It. But my co-host from the NCAA side, Paul Hornstein, has a question for you, Coach. So um, I hope you're ready for him. Okay, I'll do my best. Well, listen, it, I'm also playing off something that uh, uh, Menino said last night, our buddy Swaggy P. Um, <laughs> he... Um, you know, he I might, asked him about he might, he, might, he might not be there for 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 much longer. <laughs> okay, I mean, does he know this? I think I'm just saying he's very well thought of in, in the hockey world, and I'm sure he loves it there. I'm sure he's got a great setup, but uh, I'm sure if there's some coaching changes over the next three to five years, I'm sure he's on a short list for people. Are as he should. Be. Ooh, breaking news! Good stuff. Uh, I don't, Go ahead, Paul. I don't, think that's bra- I don't think that's breaking news. I think that's. I think any uh, anyone would think that. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, we were asking them last night. They have a, you know, as as most school, whether it's, um, you know, uh, ACHA non varsity, as we've tried to label it here, um, and even NCAA schools, they're kind of in that Christmas break. Right, they've got an exhibition game coming up in about oh, eight, nine days against Minot State. Um, and he thinks it's pretty important. Um, is this something that you guys are looking to do? Um, is, 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 are those opportunities been a, made available to you guys? Um, and, and, and how do you, as a coach, because it's anti-intuitiveness to, to go into a game saying, hey, I don't think we can, you know, we know we can't win. We just have to try and do this. Uh, yeah. Th- th- does that I've, play into that decision when you schedule a game like that? Um, would I think, I think each, I think each situation is, is so different. So you look at Arizona and ASU like, duh. I wasn't trying to ups- bring that up coach. I really wasn't. I, I did. I, I, I really wasn't. <laughs> I watched the whole thing, and I was and I was, text, and I was texting Chad as it was going. So we're no no need to, um, but there there's there's upside for both of those programs when you when you when you put that out as an op, as an opportunity. Greg Powers would love to just kind of poke that bear a little bit and see if someone comes out of the woodwork in Tucson and says, "Who wants to invest in, and make this hockey program D one?" Like, why right. why wouldn't he want to do that? Um, and then for Chad's standpoint, why would you not want to give your, your ACHA kids a phenomenal experience to, to play in that building and to, and to say that they played NCAA D1 hockey? 
So like that, you know, that, that checks the boxes there. And then you go up and you do Grand Valley State and, and Ferris, Ferris, um, you know, in the Michigans, you know, that, that checks right. some boxes up there of kind of being close and schools that know each other. Um, Minot, you know, they won the national championship. They were the team last year. Um, so, yeah, like I think that provides them the platform to say, yeah, like let's let's go play some games. So then you have to look at Maryville of okay, what does what does that look like for us? Um, you know, I, I I've I've had some conversations with Coach Zombo, and and I and I respect the fact that they they want to try to kind of break away from that. I don't think they're you know in a position right now where you know does playing in Maryville make a lot a whole lot of sense to them. Um, so I think that's something that we'll continue to look at. Um, you know, being in St. Louis, um, they also have a great ACHA D2 team. So they, they might think to themselves, hey, if we want to get a practice game, we'll just call them and play them. Um, so I think trying to be realistic and trying to um, be practical about it all, I think each situation when you look at it, um, you know, checked enough boxes um, to, to make it work for those teams. And us in Maryville, um I, I, to, to the point that you said, like, oh, you're going to go into a game and think that you're going to lose it, and like, hey, let's try to do these things. I think, I think that I don't. That is not the way any coach would go into it. I think you're trying to do things. You know, there's going to be so much less time and space. You you know that there's going to be things that you can't do. Okay, well, let's let's focus on the things that we can do. Let's think, let's focus on the things that we can try to get better at. And also just enjoy the experience um, for, for a lot of these guys that have, have always dreamed of playing NCAA D1 hockey. Wow. Like I, I was able to, to have that experience, you know? Um, so I, I think uh, it's a long-winded answer to your question of, of giving those kids a, an experience, but it also needs to check boxes, enough boxes um, for those specific programs. And again, I wasn't trying to make this about anybody specific. It's just, um, with Denver NCC playing Minot in the middle of the season, yeah, and I don't, to did be you, honest, what, what I, did you think about that when you first saw that? Yeah, I, I I'll be honest with you. Um, I thought to myself, what 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 does what advantage does that provide? What opportunity does that provide the you know Colorado and, and Denver? Now maybe. The, their kids go home for a week and they can get back and kind of, you know, stretch their legs and get into a, a you know, um, kind of knock off some rust. Maybe that's the idea. Um, you know, obviously Minot has their, um, the things that they can, you know, try to take from it. But uh, I did, I did kind of ask myself that question of, um, you know, why Colorado, why Denver, but that's, you know, they probably both felt like, Hey, get back, you know, have kind of a practice game. Um, we don't need to play two games. We just need to play one game. A team can come go to Colorado, travel down to Denver. Um, you know, we can get some touches and um, give a good experience to this ACJ hockey team. So um, I was a little surprised that it was done in the middle. Um, but uh, I also feel like, hey, if, if my, my not won the national championship last year and had a phenomenal season, they should have the opportunity, the platform, um, to, to, to go play a game like that, you know, regardless of how it goes, in my opinion. Yeah, John, I think um, Colorado College and Denver uh, ran into a situation where their schedules 
kind of left this gap. And yep. I know Coach Carl told me that he thought it was extremely important that his guys got some sort of game competition, not downplaying mine at all. He said, uh, we need to just get back in shape. And I think Colorado College said the same thing. Uh, when this one is over, we're then heading up to play Minnesota twice on a Sunday and Monday. We're going to play from there, uh, Minnesota Duluth. So we needed to play somebody other than ourselves. It was too long yep. of a period. I think that's what the whole deal was. Yeah, but that 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 makes sense. I, I, I that was my assumption, um, you know. And I, I think people forget, you know, if you're not in the world of, you know, what a week feels like, what it looks like when you go through it, and you know that there's a game on the weekend. Like you're you're practicing, you get back into your routine. We're all habitual, and you know that you're getting up to that game day. And then game day comes around, you get back in the routine of that. When do you show up to the rink? What does it look like? All that kind of stuff. You have to get dressed, warm ups, all that stuff. Um, there, there is some, there is some perks. There is some pros to to going through that. Um, and uh, to 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 coach's point, uh, Carlisle's point, like let's let's go through that at home. Let's feel that. Let's let's get back into that routine. So then we don't just show up at Minnesota and have to kind of uh, feel like you're just jumping on the treadmill again in terms of that habitual routine that you, you try to get yourself into. Yeah. And I think uh, both those coaches, Carl and Mayotte um, both want uh, to give back and give uh, Minot state the opportunity or whoever uh, they've said the same thing. They played UNLV in Denver last year and um, they played of course Lindenwood before that. So I think, there's a spirit of giving back when they can, and if it works for both teams. And I know there's a ton of people from Minot that are making the trip to Colorado uh, yeah. for that weekend over the holidays. And um, I guess that's that's part of it. But I sure hope we appreciate so. you sure, always. I sure hope. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hope. I hope that's. I hope that's the. I hope they feel that. I hope they understand that because, um, not not to take anything away from our from our guys and our program and our level, but uh, it is a big deal to to do those things. And um, I know everyone can sometimes get stuck in their ivory towers, but to, um, and I think that's why Greg Powers is is um, such a champion for a, uh, ACHA hockey because he's done such a good job of kind of sending the ladder back down. And it's it's good to see those other coaches do the same because um, you know from someone that's been in it for ten plus years. Um, it helps grow the game that we love and, um, you know, gives it gives an experience for these young people um, that they, that they won't forget. So props to those guys. And I hope uh, people continue to do it. Uh, Scott, to your point, when it makes sense for everyone. Absolutely. John, appreciate time as always. And by the way, 10 plus years makes you sound really old right now. <laughs> yeah, at the ripe old age of 28. So. And and how is that assistant coach doing? The one that used to set up all the time for all the, the game-winning goals at Arizona? I think it was the other way around. I set up for him <laughs> all the game-winning goals at Arizona. Well, that's what I mean. You set him up. Yeah. Correct, correct. But I, Somebody had to deep. dig the corners because Toppy was waiting to shoot the puck. Something like that. We're, we're, we're all good. We're, we're all uh, in, uh, excited to enjoy the holidays together uh, and uh, excited to kind of get back to it in January. So both of you guys enjoy the holidays and the and Christmas, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk uh, here in the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. John, take care. Uh, we'll talk to you again. Thanks again for joining us on the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Paul, thanks for jumping in as well. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Scott. We'll, we'll talk to you over the weekend.
All right, that's the head coach, director of hockey from Maryville University, John Hogan, joining us. I'll be right back to wrap up another episode of the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Looking for the big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University, located in St. Louis, Missouri, could be for you. Fielding five teams across all divisions of the ACHA since 2018, and playing just minutes from campus in the 1,000-plus-seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as they compete against ACHA powers like Ohio, Liberty, Minot State, and Illinois State. For more information about all things Maryville, visit maryville.edu. Experience the best of academics and athletics at Minot State University. At Minot State, we're not just a team, we're a family united by passion and determination. Achieve your academic goals while thriving in a supportive community. With a commitment to excellence both on and off the ice, we're shaping leaders with an 11 to 1 student-faculty ratio, over 1,200 scholarships awarded annually, and in-state tuition for all students. Experience education that goes beyond textbooks, propelling you towards a brighter future. Join Minot State University and be part of a legacy of success. Discover your potential at Minot State. Learn more at MinotStateU.edu. Minot State University. Be seen. Be heard. Be you. Women's hockey is one of the fastest growing sports in the country and at Maryville University in St. Louis, having two ACHA women's teams allows young women to continue to play top-level hockey. Maryville Women's Hockey aligns with the university's core values to provide opportunities for growth as a player as well as the sport. The Maryville University Hockey Center is the place to get a first-class hockey experience and is just minutes from campus. For more information on Maryville women's hockey, go online to MaryvilleSaints.com. Championship pedigree, world-class coaching, first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. The Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. Get a big school hockey feel with all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. The University of Arizona Wildcats return to the Tucson Arena September 29th. Join the tradition and become a part of the legacy of hockey in the old Pueblo. Cheer on your five-time Cactus Cup champions as the Wildcats pursue a national championship after a promising off-season of key roster additions. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org for schedule and ticket information and follow us on social media. Bear down and rise up. Looking to find the right place to fit your academic needs with a chance to play championship-level college hockey? Then Indiana Tech could just be that place. In less than a decade, the Warriors have played for two national championships, appeared in the last four national tournaments, and won six regular season and conference tournaments. 
Off the ice, majors in not just the tech fields, but communications, criminal justice, and more can get your career off to that same kind of championship start. For more information, visit us online at indianatechwarriors.com or at indianatech.edu. Looking to extend your hockey career at a high level? Then the University of Georgia could be the place for you. Ice Dogs Hockey is an NCAA-style experience and championship culture combined with classic rivalries, big-time athletics, and an elite academic institution. Go to UGAHockey.com to start your journey and see if you can continue to help build the limitless future ahead for University of Georgia Hockey. Looking for a small campus setting with a big campus varsity hockey program? Located in the heart of the Ozarks, Springfield, Missouri, Drury University Hockey is the new game in town. The beautiful Jordan Valley Ice Park, located less than a mile from the Drury campus, is the home of Panthers Hockey, including a newly renovated full-time locker room space. Drury University offers over 80 undergraduate majors and programs and nine graduate programs with an average class size of just 19 students. Go beyond and become a part of a bright future for Drury Panthers Hockey. Visit drurypanthers.com and drury.edu for more information. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. New challenges, new level, same quest. Join us at the University of Mary for the 2023-24 hockey season as the two-time ACHA M2 champions bring that championship pedigree to the M1 level. Watch the Marauders take on rivals Minot State, Jamestown University, and National Powers Missouri State, Illinois State, and Colorado State as they look to add to their hockey legacy. Head to GoYouMary.com to find out how you can support University of Mary Hockey. If you are thinking of joining a growing power to continue playing high-level college hockey, then Lake Superior State's ACHA M2 program could be right for you. In just two seasons under head coach Steve Canisto, the Lakers M2 team continues its drive towards a national tournament bid, coming off the program's best season ever. For information about playing in this hockey-focused community, or if you're just interested in schedule and ticket information, visit our website at lssuachahockey.com. At some schools, winning the national championship is the goal. For Liberty's women's hockey program, it's the expectation. Winners of the last five national championships, Liberty women's hockey is the ACHA W1 standard. Be a part of the championship legacy on or off the ice with a first-class education 
as well as serving your faith, community, and your game by visiting us at liberty.edu. As a premier ACHA M1 university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 national champions, four-time WCHL champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. If you are thinking of joining a growing power to continue playing high-level college hockey, then Lake Superior State's ACHA M2 program could be right for you. In just two seasons under head coach Steve Canisto, the Lakers M2 team continues its drive towards a national tournament bid, coming off the program's best season ever. For information about playing in this hockey-focused community, or if you're just interested in schedule and ticket information, visit our website at lssuachahockey.com. Looking to continue building on a successful first season at the ACHA W1 level, Lake Superior State starts its second season in the CCWHA, a season that included having three academic All-Americans. If this is the kind of tradition that you are interested in help building as a player or support off the ice, then visit us at womensd1lssuachahockey.com and see if the school-rated Michigan's most affordable university is for you. Lake Superior State women's hockey, the small school advantage with the big hockey culture built in. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Welcome back in the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. And yeah, I gave a, a bonus spot out there. <laughs> Trying to keep everything straight with all our partners. Scott Strandy with you in Carlsbad, California as we await the rain. I know we're running long, but when you got John Hogan on, uh, you got to run long. And Paul Hornstein, thanks for hanging in there with me. Um, your thoughts on, uh, on on a quick visit with John? Well, listen, um, you know, he's been doing this for a while. And you know he's 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 got the great setup there, and you know you like the confidence, and you know it gives a different take, right? I mean, you asked all the pertinent questions. It gives kind of a different take on on the level that 
most of the college hockey in this country is played at. And, you know, just like we say that the NCAA uh, teams need to evolve, they need to do that too at the uh, at the non-varsity level. Right? And, you know, it, it, as you mentioned, is an arms race there too. Yeah, indeed it is. And uh, I kind of threw out that little teaser because they are very similar to Colorado College and the fact that the university sure size, <laughs> the university size. So if you're going to ever entertain that thought, um, boy, that would be a good place to, to, to know that you could jump in and, and, and compete because Colorado College is more than competing right now yeah. in the toughest conference in college hockey in the NCAA ranks. So right. why couldn't Maryville do that? They've got growing, growing enrollment. They've got everything that they need. Um, I, I see, I see nothing but bright things in their future. So well, who knows? Listen, this is, who knows where they is, go? This is this is why we say that the people that run college hockey have to get their butts together and be like, okay, how do we make the changes that we need to make to make sure that the uniqueness of our game, where smaller schools can compete with the bigger schools. In on the field of play uh, stays there because that is the unique thing about college hockey, right? We talk about it all the time. Um, there are schools in Division One hockey that are overall Division Three schools, but they compete at the Division One level at hockey, along with the with the. Um, I don't, you know, whatever, whatever schools you want to, you want to talk about the BUs and BCs and, and yeah, all, all the big schools. The How big about schools? the big 10? <laughs> you didn't want to go there. I didn't want anyway. to go there. I didn't want to <laughs> wave the pom poms. I was just, you know, I know that's your and, job. Yeah. <laughs> I do it well too, by the way. I got my Maryville shirt on as we speak. I'm sure you do. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Pom-poms. Thanks for thanks for jumping in. I don't know if you've got the read there. Steven's the one that does the read normally. He is. Does uh, he record one for you when he's not on? Of course he doesn't. Uh, he, he's focused on AHL hockey tonight and sending me messages as we go. I don't know if you have it or uh, if not. Not in front uh, of me. Okay, let's just say goodnight because uh, um, we've, we've run long anyway, and all of our partners know how gracious and how special they are to us. And we'll wish everybody in the ACHA land a very happy holidays and a Merry Christmas, and we will uh, we'll be back next week. Stephen will be with me as well. Okay, all right. Nice. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. No problem.